Welcome to She's Running. This is the podcast dedicated to talking to women who are running for office locally, nationally, and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. On today's episode, I have not one, but two awesome women who are working to get girls interested and involved with politics, Brooke Lopez and Margot McClinton Stoglin, both of whom are with Ignite. I'm not going to ramble on today on the intro. I'm just going to get right to the interview. One, because I got two fillings today and my mouth is still a little numb, so talking is pretty interesting. And two, because I've got to get my Game of Thrones on. So no dilly-dallying today. Let's get right to it. Thank y'all for talking to me today. This is the first time I've had two people on at the same time, so this is going to be interesting. (laughs) So Margo, if you'll introduce yourself and what you do. Hi, thank you so much for having us on your podcast. My name is Dr. Margo McClinton-Stoglin. I'm the Texas State Director for Ignite. And Ignite builds political ambition in young women. We want to train the next generation of leaders so they can make a difference in their communities. So again, thank you for having us. And Brooke, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so um, thank you again for letting us join you today. Uh I'm a senior right now at the University of Texas at Dallas, but I've been working um, in legislature and the political sphere since I was about 15. And right now I'm doing a lot of work both with my university, Title IX, gender equity. um, And then I work with a lot of nonprofits such as Ignite. And I work for them as a program facilitator where I go and visit high schools and speak with girls about building their political ambition to run for office. Ignite is a national program, right? Yes, it started in Oakland, California in 2008 by Dr. Ann Moses. She had an amazing vision to start training young women at the high school and college level. So when you go and ask women seasoned in their life and career. They have so many excuses. They're afraid. They don't (laughs) feel like they are prepared and they don't want the competition or the fear of losing. And so she realized as we're planting the seeds for women to be doctors, lawyers, and Indian chiefs, we need to plant the seed for them to run for Congress or be the next mayor or governor of their state. How many states is there an Ignite program? We are completely national. Uh, okay. When we first started out, it was just California, and then expanded in 2011 to Texas and then Colorado. And then, to be quite honest, since the election in 2016 this past fall, it blew the top off. And so Ignite is all over the country, from Atlanta to Wisconsin to New York. We're all over, and we're also planting fellows, which are college women who get a stipend to help grow the Ignite program. I gave a TED Talk um, this past fall, and it was unreal. There was a young woman who came from Ohio here to Texas who heard the talk and started her own chapter in Ohio. So we are really growing and expanding and excited about the work that we're doing. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get involved with Ignite? You know, what do you do with the, the organization? So, interestingly enough, my grandfather was the first black state uh, senator in Kansas. So my family for several generations have been public servants and um, watched my dad get involved in public policy with the uh, Department of Commerce and in D.C. And so it was second nature to be civically engaged and volunteer and care about your community. Mm -hmm. And then as an adult, I had volunteered on campaigns or donated to campaigns. And so that was a part of my life. But I trained myself to be 
um, a higher education administrator and um, and then with studies and everything minored in policy so it was second nature and I remember a dear friend with the King Foundation said hey take a look at this job description and when I opened it I gasped I mean <laughs> women education politics civic engagement saving the world yes that is exactly <laughs> up my alley <laughs> and um, I applied and as they would say the rest is history and it's just been a wonderful ride to be a part of this is a movement it's it's raising awareness of a gap um, it's raising awareness about it um, equity issue and it also is amazing to work with such inspiring brilliant women like you're hearing from with Brooke who want to make this world a better place and they want to do all they can now to prepare themselves and so to help with that cause is just inspiring it gets me up every day and it's funny um, we have a new communications uh, director that has joined our team and she's um, going to be phenomenal and helps us with uh, social media, et cetera. And she asked me, Margo, what gets you up every morning? I go, well, when I was a little girl, I told my mom I wanted to save the world. So I view this job as <laughs> our way of uh, saving the world. <laughs> and that's fantastic. So what do you do on a daily basis? Good question. Well, my primary responsibility is making sure we can afford everything we do. So I do a lot of fundraising and talking to um, friends and donors who want to support the work that we're doing um, and also just ensuring the quality and management of our programs um, making sure that um, people are aware of who and what we do but mostly we have to ensure that we can sustain ourselves and so working with foundations corporations and individual donors is um, a main um, part of my job, but also working with the young women. One of my favorite um, initiatives as a recent with the Women's Foundation and the Orchid Giving Circle is that we obviously focus on women, but let's be honest, women of color, whether it be African-American, Latino, or Asian-American women, they are even more underrepresented in elected office. And so we just recently received a grant from the Orchid Giving Circle to really illuminate how we can encourage more Asian women. So Tina Yao, who's a judge in Dallas, she's going to come and talk to our young women. And we've had leaders, other Asian American women leaders in the community um, come and talk to our women. So we continue wanting to do that outreach because culturally, honestly, they don't feel as empowered and to let them see other role models in their community is very important. So um, those kind of initiatives. And then working with Microsoft, Microsoft has been really nice to us. We're going to be talking with their Girls Who Code in their camp August 1st and 2nd at the Microsoft office and um, working with, with Frostbank, who really um, wants to encourage women to think about financial literacy. Because think about it, if you're going to run for office, you're going to need to be able to fundraise, think about your finances, and be prepared. So partnerships like that are very important. So Brooke, how did you get involved with Ignite? So I was actually in high school when I first found out about Ignite. My principal offered to uh, send me to the Young Women's Political Leadership Conference, which is the first year that uh, the nonprofit Running Start and the nonprofit Ignite were able to work together, and they host this conference to uh, reach out to young women in high school and start to engage them in politics and ask them to run for office. It was the first time I was ever exposed to it. 
And then uh, after coming back from that conference, I came back to my hometown of Wiley, Texas, and I decided to file on the ballot for city council. I ran for city council. It was about a year-long process, and then I ended up getting in contact with the program director for Ignite, Whitney Harp, and she invited me to come and volunteer and speak at some luncheons, and I started to learn more about Ignite on an actual a nonprofit basis, and I learned more about the programs and what they do, and I just fell in love with everything they do. So I decided to um, offer to apply for a program facilitator position, and I've been with Ignite ever since. So, how old were you when you got involved in the political arena? Well, I was actually um, 15. I, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was really young. I decided to, um, well, I wanted to become involved because I had a friend who passed away um, while I was in school. He was a good friend of mine and he was um, killed by two other people who I attended school with. And in a a long story short, uh, there were some things that happened during the case that I didn't agree with. And so I wanted to propose a law that would be able to prevent something from like that happening again. So I started working and drafting bills and I started reaching out to Congress people. And then over time, I just realized that I actually wanted to be the person who would be making that change and not begging my Congress people to do it for me. I said, if I wanted to see something happen, I should do it myself. Uh, so I decided to become involved in politics more in the local arena. And then, of course, I went to YWPL and it completely sparked my interest in running for office. I didn't know that that was necessarily an avenue that I would want to take, but I learned all about it and it changed my mind. And so uh, I was 18 then when I decided to run for city council and I ran and uh, I did not win my race, but I did end up getting a board and commission position when I was 19. So Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for a a little bit and I was pretty young when I started, but I've definitely transformed into the political image I hope to hold today. So what are your goals? What are your political aspirations? I mean, am I talking to... A uh, future president here? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've always joked with my mom. Uh, she's been a really huge supporter in my entire process, although she does sometimes not enjoy that our family is so much in the uh, public image, but, you know, it, it comes with the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my mom always tells me that she thinks I won't be satisfied until I'm the president because I keep wanting to do more and more. So hopefully one day I would you know, that would be definitely a a major dream of mine to accomplish. But right now in the foreseeable future, I I plan to attend law school in fall 2018. And um, then from there, I will hope to attend Harvard Kennedy School of Government for their master's program, public policy. And then um, I want to eventually run again for office. Right now, I'm thinking my next step would be running for Uh, Texas legislation running Mm -hmm. to be in the House of Representatives. And then from there on, I'll just see where the wind takes me. (laughs) Who were some of your political idols? So when I was growing up, I actually didn't know much about women in politics. I wasn't very aware. All I had known was Hillary Clinton. But when I was growing up, she was seen as the first lady or the secretary of state. Now Mm -hmm. that I'm older and I'm seeing women who are in more powerful positions, I've kind of shifted who I used to look up to because now I want to look up to someone who I can actually envision myself being one day. Uh, A a representative that I've fallen in love with recently in terms of everything that she does uh, would be Victoria Nieve. She's Uh a representative in Texas. 
kind of in my area and she's Hispanic. And that was something I always looked up to, especially because when I ran for office, I had a, a big disconnect with my community because I was Hispanic. People were uh, kind of upset, I guess, that I wasn't actively representing what they thought their community looked like. And so I look up to Victoria Nieve because a representative Nieve because I just love the policy that she wants to promote. I love that she's young and I love that she's Hispanic and the um, the way that she works with the people on such a close basis. I've emailed her before and she emailed me personally back. I mean, that was something I've never experienced with another, another congressperson and I've reached out to quite a few. So I just love that she's able to maintain her grassroots, um, I guess, connection. Mm hmm. I, I met her fairly recently also, and she is just uh, amazing, just yeah. so nice. And she was at an event with a few other um, representatives, and she was literally one of the last people in the room. Like, she wanted to talk to everybody who wanted to talk to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was – she was pretty – I was a little bit starstruck as well, so I, I get where you're coming from there. <laughs> <laughs> So you recently spoke at the National Conference for College Women Leaders. Yeah, so I applied to be on the National Student Advisory Board for AUW, um, which is the Association of American University Women. And Mm -hmm. prior to that, I had only known about them because I applied for uh, a scholarship when I was in high school. And I didn't get it. So I was actually kind of weary. I'm like, wow, do they want me? Am I the person they're looking for? They didn't want me then. Do they want me now? And I applied for the student council. And um, I was able to work on this board for the past year with nine other amazing young women from across the country. It's been absolutely fantastic. I've met people who are doing um, microbiology in California to a young woman who's in, you know, working with legislators in New York, another young woman who founded a blog called the Gender Equality Project. I mean, these young women are so amazing. And I got to work with them over the past year. And part of our duty on this board is to help host the national, oh man, it's a lot of letters. All right, hold on. National <laughs> Conference for Collegiate Women Student Leaders. And um, so, and we call it Nick Whistle for short. It was my first time speaking in front of such a large crowd. I normally feel pretty comfortable speaking in public, but I had never spoken in front of hundreds of women. I mean, there were at least probably a thousand women in the room. And I was really nervous because I was supposed to talk about Rosie Rios, who was the 43rd treasurer of the United States. And Mm -hmm. she was one of the women of distinction there. And I had to introduce her. And I just, I was so beside myself. I was like, wow, another Hispanic woman who is in a really high office. And um, I, I value what she does. And I was so nervous. But I got to go up there and introduce her and tell a little bit about myself while speaking about her. And it was an amazing experience. I was definitely enlightened um, speaking in front of the public. It was a completely new, different feeling than speaking with constituents or speaking in front of a small room of people. But um, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And I thank AUW every day for giving me that opportunity. That's fantastic. So what are some of your core issues that you are passionate about? So one of the number one core issues, and I actually work most heavily with Ignite on, is Mm -hmm. increasing the number of women in politics. Um, That's something that I have definitely advocated for on multiple different levels. I definitely think that the best way to work on increasing the amount of awareness for women's issues or issues mainly plaguing the women population, Mm -hmm. or the female population, excuse me, is to work on getting more women elected into office. It's kind of that active representation um, concept, which is 
making sure that you see people who look like you in office so that you know that they have your best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other things that I've worked on over the past few years, few years are going to be Title IX. I focus a lot on advocating for Title IX and making sure that it's active and healthy in college campuses. Um, and then I would have to say cultural acceptance. I've been a, a large advocate for cultural acceptance, mainly because of what happened during my campaign, you know, being Hispanic, people not really being too happy about it. So it's kind of, um, they're very large topics, but those are the kind of the main things, gender equality, you know. So why does Ignite focus on younger women rather than women who are about, you know, to start their campaign? Good question. Well, there are quite a few organizations, partisan or nonpartisan, that do trainings for young women. But kind of what I talked about earlier is that when women get entrenched in their life, they have so many excuses. I have a family. Mm -hmm. I'm busy in my career. They're afraid. They're afraid to lose. They don't feel like they can organize themselves to get the network and get the support needed. But when you plant that seed early and remind young women that if you prepare yourself, and it's it's a long game, it's not something you wake up one day and decide to do, to think about running out for office is kind of a five-year plan um, to build yourself on boards and commissions or get involved civically. But, you know, women at certain ages don't feel like they're qualified. But if we start younger and remind them, yes, if you start thinking about it now, you can prepare yourself. Okay, that makes sense. So Brooke, what are some of the big things that you learned working with Ignite? So when I first started working with Ignite, I was worried that I had goals that people wouldn't, weren't going to be able to give me actual tools that I can utilize. I was scared that I was really going to have to figure this out on my own. Um, when I was in high school, I founded a nonprofit. Actually, it's dissolved now. But at the time, I was looking for actual tools to start working and learning how to create and make an impact. And it was really hard to find because at my age, I don't know that uh, people were going to take me seriously with what I wanted to do and give me valuable skill set that I needed. So when I started working with Ignite, they were able to start helping me work on what kind of groups you should reach out to, how you should build a campaign, how you should be able to speak in front of a room. They really worked on building my confidence because to be able to run for office, you have to be confident to be able to start a conversation. (laughs) Um, And another tool that I was able to utilize was the ability to socialize. I was I used to be a, a little bit more shy and more nervous and it's, I mean, it's, it's exhausting to socialize, you know, as a representative who wants to end up holding office, you have to stand and talk to all your constituents and see what they need and be able to work with them on their asks and their wants in your campaign. And it can become physically exhausting. And I was able to gain some really valuable tools from Ignite that showed me how to speak with a constituent and how to be able to work with them and, communicate with them in a way that I'd still be able to continue a campaign in a diplomatic way. So have y'all seen an uptick in women interested in Ignite like the other candidate training forums have? Yes, we definitely have, particularly since the um, election in the fall. And then more women are just realizing that something must be done. They want to get engaged and they want to get involved. 
we have a campaign called Declare Your Ambition. We've mm-hmm. also had a huge increase in the number of women who have declared their, their ambition to be able to run for office uh, or to want to run for office someday. Um, the number of private schools or in public schools that we've been working in have increased dramatically in terms of our programming and who wants to be involved again. I mean, just overall, girls have been reaching out more interested than ever to be able to join this organization both in the high school level and in the collegiate level we've had it in i mean as a program facilitator my classes have increased from eight women to possibly up to 20 right now is what i'm looking at so yeah we have women who are dedicating their time to an organization that they want to learn more about in terms of running for office and i'm glad you brought up the declare your ambition campaign because i really love that because it's not only for girls who want to become involved in politics, but it's for for people who are saying, yes, I will support a young woman to become involved in politics. Yeah. So whenever I teach my young women and the high school level about the Declare Your Ambition campaign, I really focus on making sure that they understand that just because you want to become involved in politics does not mean you have to be the forefront runner. It means maybe you'll be a, an assistant on a campaign for another young woman who wants to run for office, or maybe you'll do um, a grassroots initiative to be able to assist another young woman. It's all about being able to take leadership in political engagement. And that was something that I really, really, really love about Ignite um, in comparison to another set of women's political organizations, because they don't necessarily want all young women to run for office, but they also want you to just become politically engaged and support other young women, which definitely is something that uh, young women who do plan to run for office and who do want to see that goal for themselves, they'll be able to come back to Ignite for a network of young women that they've been able to create, whether in the high school level or the collegiate level. It makes me so excited to see all these different girls and women get so excited about politics. I am such a politics nerd. Like I've always been (laughs) interested in, in politics. So it just makes me so excited. Well, thank you both for talking with me today about Ignite and about, you know, your particular interest in getting women to run. I just want to say thank you for allowing us to join you. And I'm really thankful that we were able to share a little bit more about Ignite because the more we're able to get across to everyone else, the more people can become involved and the more women can run for office. I just want to encourage any young woman or person who's interested in learning more about Ignite or getting involved, please visit our website at www.ignitenational.org and you can find my information on there or just declare your ambition, whether you want to run or not, get on our listserv and stay in touch. We have a lot of exciting things going on and this is a movement and, um, It is going well, and we look forward in the near future to close the gap. So thanks again for having us. We've really enjoyed it and appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you both so much. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Big thanks to both Brooke and Margot. Ignite is a great program, and you should definitely check it out. Head to ignitenational.org to learn more and to get involved. Also, hit up the Declare Your Ambition hashtag on Twitter and Instagram. It's super inspiring, and there's nothing better than seeing girls believing in themselves. Thanks for listening to She's Running. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at She's Running Pod. If you would like a She's Running campaign button, 
all you have to do is subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, and then shoot me an email at she'srunningpod at gmail.com, and just tell me where to send your button. All right, who do I have next week? <laughs> oh, yeah, Sophia Hudagi. Good Lord, talk about an impressive young woman. Sophia is 18 years old. She just graduated high school, and she is running starts 2017 I Look Like a Politician Ambassador. Another great hashtag to check out, BTW. I may have fangirled all over her a little bit, but sorry, not sorry. She's extraordinary. And um, that's it for this week. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon.